You know, whenever I get to baptize a little baby, uh, the first question in the baptismal rite is, what name have you given your child? What name do you give this most precious gift that you've received from the Lord? I ask this of the parents who are usually full of joy, and on that awesome day, they tell me the name of their child. And symbolically, by doing that, uh, in that moment, the parents are handing over their most precious uh, child to God. The very next thing that happens to that baby after that is he or she is claimed for Christ. As their name is spoken, they're signed with the sign of the cross on their forehead, just like this. The child is greeted by name and he or she is claimed by uh, Christ our Savior as a member of the, the body of Christ. And throughout life, that name is a name by which the church addresses the person. The personal dignity, the intrinsic and unalienable dignity of every human person is powerfully conveyed as the child is addressed individually in the crucial moments of our life in Christ, those moments of the sacraments. I say to the child, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I say their name in that moment at confirmation and in the anointing of the sick also there are moments of being called by name. That address, that type of personal call, which recognizes the inalienable dignity of every human person, reverberates through our readings for this weekend, uh, for the third Sunday of Ordinary Time. Jesus calls us by name. Now, to what does he call us? First, to holiness, of course. That's what we learned last week. If you remember, the readings also spoke of being called and chosen. As I shared in my homily last week on YouTube, via flock note, this reflects the essential call to holiness that all of us are uh, uh, made for. God enters the mess of human life and he calls us to be with him, to be with him. That's what we call holiness, right? When we I mean, to be with God is holiness. We can't underestimate the essential importance of that universal call to holiness. Each one of us, no matter our circumstances, is invited to follow Jesus and invited not in a general way, but in a specific way. Jesus calls us by name and he calls us to be with him. But there's something more. You see, in the gospel, Jesus always does more than we can possibly imagine that he will. What could be more than being with God? Jesus is so generous and he's so good that he desires to share his very mission with us. And like the call to discipleship and holiness, this call is individual, it's personal, while at the same time always occurring in the context of the community. Jesus calls each one of us by name to a particular way of sharing his mission. We call that a vocation in church language. Uh, a vocation just means uh, the act of calling. We heard Jesus's call to his first priest in the gospel today. Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. It's a worthy exercise for us to place ourselves in their shoes and ask, how would I have responded if the Lord had called me that day on the shore of Galilee? Those men were engaged in their everyday tasks of making a living, and they were fishermen. And the Lord entered that everyday quotidian life with a call that changed 
everything. Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. How would I have responded? What would have gotten in my way of saying yes to Jesus's call? That's what we should be asking when we hear uh, this gospel today. Their job, their family, their own plans and dreams for their lives. It's worth asking, are there things in my life that would keep me from dropping my nets and following Christ? Now, while this question might seem hypothetical, it's far from it. Because Jesus's call continues to reverberate now. It was not only for those men 2,000 years ago that he called his call remains. And throughout the history of the church, we've seen this over and over again in different ways. St. Augustine heard that call in 387. St. Catherine, she heard it in 1354. St. Thomas, sometime in the, uh, the 13th century, the 1200s. St. Ignatius in 1521 as he lay uh, recovering from his injuries. Mother Teresa in 1946 and more recently, uh, Blessed Carlo Acutis in the late 90s. Jesus entered the everyday lives of these men and women with a call that changed everything. They dropped their nets and they followed him. The call of Christ has echoed through the centuries and it remains for us today. See, today in the Diocese of Austin this weekend, we're celebrating Called by Name Sunday. It's an opportunity for each of us to hear the personal call of Christ and to follow where he leads. For those of you who are already married, that means deepening your love for your spouse, for your husband, for your bride, and for your children. Deeper commitment to prayer and to love and to service. But in a particular way today, for those of us who are not married or not yet married, Jesus's call may be to priesthood or to religious life. My brothers, might Jesus be calling you to be a priest? My sisters, might Jesus be calling you to be a religious sister? Listen to our Lord speaking to you in these words from Scripture. He says, I know well the plans that I have for you. That's from Jeremiah 29. He says in John chapter 15, verse 16, It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and to bear fruit that will remain. God knows what he's about, friends. We can imagine that it was surprising to those fishermen when Jesus said to them, Come after me and I will make you fishers of men. But it wasn't surprising to God that he called them. No, he knew from all eternity. He had a plan from all eternity and thought of them from all eternity, just as he had known and thought of those great saints that we talked about, Augustine and Catherine and Ignatius and Teresa and Blessed Carlo Acutis. And so also it is with each one of us. He has known and he has thought of each of us, and he has a specific plan for our lives, a burning desire to give us life to the full through a call that will change everything if we respond to it. It remains for you and for me to do as the disciples did, to drop our nets and to follow after him. For me, one of those drop your net moments came when I was a senior in college at Texas A&M. I was studying engineering with hopes of uh, potentially going to med school and uh, becoming a doctor. And at that time, I 
thought about the priesthood a lot. Um, I have many times throughout my life, there had been these moments of saying, what would it be like to be a priest? Like the first time I can remember thinking of it was when I was in second grade. And I had taken several tentative steps towards discerning and kind of had learned the process of what it meant to discern a little bit, and learned what it looked like in uh, at a seminary and, and stuff like that. And I was told by a lot of different people, uh, hey, you might consider being a priest. Well, but I was still holding on to my nets. On September 11th, 2012, that changed. Up until that day, I was still making plans for a secular career. And since that was the day of the engineering career fair at a and I was uh, ready to go find a job. I wasn't sure enough about med school to go into debt. And so I said, well, I better go find a job at this career fair. I made resumes. I had my suit and tie on. And I was going to go find a job that day. And then I went to my adoration hour. And during that hour, the Lord asked me one question. Will, why are you going? Why are you going to the career fair? What are you looking for here? I attempted to answer the Lord because it's wise to have a backup plan. Why wouldn't I go? Because I'm afraid of failing to get a job. Now, these are all human answers, and there's nothing particularly wrong with them. In fact, they're good answers. Yet as I prepare to leave adoration that day, I realized that the underlying truth behind each of those answers was that I didn't trust the Lord yet with my life. I didn't trust him enough to say yes to his plans, to drop the nets of secular security. I literally walked back and forth that day at St. Mary's in College Station and thought about the choice that was before me. I had a choice to make. I had to decide whether or not I was willing to let go of the nets, let go of the years of training and planning and say yes to following Jesus in this, this way. I had to figure out if I wanted to trust God. As I reached the middle of the stairs in the back of the student center, the stairs are still there, uh, even though there's a lot of changes that have happened over at St. Mary's. I made my choice. I wouldn't go to the career fair that day, and I would trust the Lord when he said that I didn't need to do that. With that decision, there came a sense of peace and some bittersweet joy because I believed I was doing God's will for my life. But I had to give up a little bit of my secular security to follow after him. Revealing my uncertainty at the time, I wrote in my application to seminary, I'm still not 100% sure that I'm called to be a, a priest. But I do know that God has called me to fill this application out. And if it be his will, to go to seminary. And I did, and it changed everything. Seven years later, on the day of my ordination, the deacon of the Mass, in the name of the church, read my name, and I answered present as I stood next to my family. The bishop then said to us who were to be ordained, relying on the help of God, we choose these men, our brothers, for the office of the priesthood. Because of the ways God has worked through his church in helping me discern, I know now without doubt that I have been called 
by name to follow Jesus as a priest. And I love being a priest. The joy I have experienced is truly incredible. I've been a priest now for 1,302 days. Uh, it's pretty amazing, actually. Each one of them has been unique and unrepeatable. Some of those days have been long and tiring. Some of them have been exciting and exhilarating. Some of them have been easy. Some of them have challenged me greatly. I've celebrated hundreds of masses, um, at least one per day for most for every one of those days, except when I was sick, like last weekend. Um, and I've laid my hands on many sick and dying people, praying in silence and then anointing them with the oil of the sick. I've heard thousands of confessions, reconciling sinners to God. It's such a blessing. I've baptized and confirmed the young and the old. I've witnessed the marriages of many couples. All of that is a fruit of me saying yes to Jesus. Me being here with you, here at this parish at St. Mary's, uh, something that's brought such joy to my life is the fruit of saying yes to Jesus's call. He will not be outdone in generosity, brothers and sisters. The question is, my brothers, might God be calling you to be a priest? My sisters, might God be calling you to be his bride, to be a religious sister? If he's tugged on your heart in this way, I encourage you, do not be afraid to drop your nets and to follow him. He loves you. He came and he gave his life in order that you might live life to the full. He doesn't want you to settle for anything less. If he's calling you to be a priest or a religious sister, nothing less than that will satisfy your heart. There's nothing to fear. There's everything to gain. Be like the disciples we heard in the gospel today. Be like Augustine and and uh, uh, Catherine and Ignatius and Teresa and Carlo, uh, our older brothers and sisters who also heard the call. Do not be afraid to drop the nets of your own plans when you hear Jesus say, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. He assures us in Matthew chapter 19, everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my sake and the sake of my name will receive a hundred times more and will receive inherit eternal life. I have found this to be true in my life as have countless others who have gone before us. My brothers and sisters, if the Lord indeed is calling you to follow him in this way, don't settle for anything less. Now I wanna to address to all the parisher requests. Call by Name Sunday is not only an opportunity for us as individuals to be open to God's calling in our lives, it's also a chance for us to allow God to call others through our invitation. The first disciples, from the gospel today became fishers of men. They were eventually sent by Jesus to preach the gospel and to call others to follow Christ. And his call remains today. Jesus calls us to be fishers of men, to encourage others to follow wherever Christ leads. And that includes to the priesthood and religious life. My brothers and sisters, is there someone you know who might be called to the priesthood or religious life? Help us to encourage them by sharing their names and their contact information. Their names will go to the diocese and they'll receive a communication from our bishop, Bishop Joe, and from the vocations office with encouragement and resources to hear and respond to God's call for their life. 
no matter what it is. You can share a name in two ways. Online, uh, you can do that below. Uh, I'll put a link here. Or by, by mail. To share their name online, simply go to our website, austinvocations.com, and you can find that URL on the envelopes that are uh, around the church. To share their information by mail, fill out the form on the envelope. We provide it, stamp it, seal it, tear off the top to keep as a prayer card, and then drop that envelope in the mail. Again, those names are provided. Those names, the names of those who are provided will receive uh, a communication from the bishop and from the vocations office with encouragement and resources to hear and respond to God's call for their life, no matter what it is. Thank you for participating in encouraging others to follow Jesus. As we turn our attention to the altar for the Eucharist, I encourage you to listen again as the Lord speaks those words to your heart. Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. It is a call to love that all of us are called to. May the grace of this Eucharist and every Eucharist you receive give us courage to respond like the first disciples, to respond like countless others who have gone before us, to drop our nets and to follow him.